0: Hello, and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this episode, Nick Ryder passes along some fundamental advice he's gathered as a musician, and he and I share some stories from the road. So, yeah, hope you've been enjoying this podcast. Uh, if you do, please leave a rating or review wherever you're listening right now, or simply tell a friend. Uh, it would really help a lot and it's super appreciated. Thanks so much. Hey, Ryder, I wanted to ask you if there is, you know, been someone, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, another drummer or, you know, someone that you played a show with, Uh, you know, you've recorded with several different people um, or even just like a a mentor or, you know, other um, artists that you've like looked up to, have they shared a piece of advice that stuck with you that you would want to, you know, pass along from them?
1: Well, I I mean, I definitely learned a lot of stuff. That was a question. Like when I saw it on the thing, it was the hardest for me to think of because I was on too many, but to be honest, again, I kind of come back to when Chris was in the band, like he had a very different attitude about dealing with things than I did. And he Uh kind of did instill me to not put up with the kind of stuff that I'd used to put up with, or just like know your worth, know who you are and know that if you, if you really feel like you shouldn't be putting up with something then don't put up with it, like, Mm -hmm. Cause I'd been in a million of those situations, and it's part of why like some people would see the things that happen to our band or the types of things that happen at gigs and be like, "Why does this happen?" It's like, well, because it's always happened, and it's like, Uh like, "That's that ends now."
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So
1: I do think that was a really good thing about him, is he kind of helped me have a little more of an attitude where I needed one. Uh huh. I don't know if. You can again, you don't have to push back super hard sometimes, but just by pushing back a little bit, you can get sometimes it makes people realize like it makes them take a step back and hang on, I should be uh-huh. more respectful. Okay, and typically, like I don't know, I wish I had been a bit of more of that a lot sooner because uh-huh. uh, I still think I have that mentality, and it's part of why nowadays it's like, uh, I almost don't even have it in me to, I don't even have like the energy to do anything with the band i don't feel like doing
0: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well i mean hopefully some of that stuff just comes from you know confidence uh, and what you're doing and um yeah also just like time i know that that that's what it's been for me it's like the the time away from other things or moving gear around i've just become older so i'm just like (laughs) i need that seems to be worth me lugging stuff up and down stairs uh but uh
1: true I mean, I had a time yeah. where my neck was really bad, and my cousin was filling in the drums, and he carried all my gear because, like, I couldn't even carry it at the time. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like again, yeah. it something it's something I appreciate, smart, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels it. Yeah, it feels like it's a major shift because I. Like, I mean, I, I guess I don't know the full details of, of what you're talking about. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. But I know for me, it's like I just would do everything you know or like when we were touring and be like cool we got offered this show in ohio and we like drive there <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and it'd be like oh
1: and where that where was cool you we did that but it's like why why, why don't we just
0: drive to ohio or like we play a show in maine on like a on a, like a work night and drive home at like four in the morning and go to work the next day and yeah. i would just be like this doesn't really make any logical sense you know but it was just you like what we did you know <laughs> yeah yeah or just be like, like can we do a different night like we definitely want to do this but like
1: <laughs> we figure we something else out uh, yeah we played in nashville and we had a day off and we were just going to hang out in memphis but then we got a call to play in dallas that night and it was oh, literally yeah. like well it's about a six hour drive like what time do you want us on it was like well we want us on in like seven and a half hours so we got to get going right now <laughs> And it was like it never crossed wow. our mind to not drive from Memphis to Dallas at the spur of a moment to play a show. Yeah. Because like, it's a six hour drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, we were going to be in Texas the day after anyway, but it was kind of like a, I don't know. Again, nowadays, some people are like, do you want to play a show? And I'm like, is there a parking lot? I'm like, I don't even think I can play a show if there isn't parking right next to the venue. And that, <laughs> that's the thing is, most, of, most venues don't have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like everywhere i love that that's, does,
0: but that's, thats that's why I,
1: your, i've gotten used to it around
0: here <laughs> that, that's what's in your requirements so you know like a lot of bands have like you know a certain type of you know beer or uh you know catering and you're like do that's you have a parking lot so you know like how <laughs> well
1: it is i didn't really like i say Providence now is the easy city because when you go and tour in other cities you're like whoa it's not even easy to park let alone oh, sh- find the venue it's like yeah. usually you're trying to park a half a mile away from someplace that you got to play on the second floor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They're like, like this is nuts. Like playing what shows do do? in Manhattan will like win yeah, you out. Yeah, I don't even think I out. would
1: do it again. Like, like even, just as much as like, like, it was is, like, yeah. you no, know, playing in Manhattan. It was like, dude, if we weren't a two piece, <laughs> we've. <laughs> we we're lucky all of our gear fit on our hand cart. Cause it was yeah. like, we have about a half a mile walk to the venue, but yeah. we have all of the gear at once. Cause there's yeah. only two of us.
0: <laughs> like I have some good stories from there, you know, people I've met and stuff, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, just like the logistics of doing that was not, Ever fun and easy, you know? Like I actually had like a panic attack once because we were stuck in so much traffic trying to get to a show. Yeah. Um and it's like we're not gonna make it. And we've been sitting in traffic for like it was like literally hours in Connecticut and it was it was stupid, you know. But uh um but yeah, no, you're you're right with all of that stuff. Uh and it, it is, it's important. I, unfortunately some of that stuff, you know, comes from age and being a little bit more seasoned and uh you know i i don't know i mean i can't go back in time but i did have a lot of that drive of uh of, and being young and just wanting to play shows and thinking that that next one was you know you never know what it's going to be like just a lot of that hope was there um and i'm not saying i'm not like full of hope now but i'm just like i was just like oh maybe that next show i never knew who i'm going to make like meet there or maybe that's going to be that that show that's going to break us to something else or um And sometimes it would happen. A lot of times it didn't. But uh, yeah, it just, it, it, it kind of gets to a point where it needs to just be a little bit more balanced, I guess, you know?
1: Or like, at least if you have that experience, you can kind of like more and more, that's the thing is like, you can look at a, like, you guys want to play this show and you can see the flyer and almost know whether or not it's worth your time to really be there. And not yeah. that it, everything goes just like that, There's so many factors, but when you've been around long enough, a lot of that silly hope flies right out the window when you're like, I don't know, look at these bands' names. Like, do you think we're going to have a good time playing with these people? Like, and not even to be judgmental, but sometimes, like, you can look at a flyer sometimes, and just by the way it's designed and the shapes of the band logos, you can tell how serious some of these people are or how completely not serious they are. And that's part of the thing is like, yo, if you want me to drive two hours to headline over a bunch of guys that aren't even serious, I don't think I want to anymore.
0: Yeah, like, yeah.
1: But if it's like, you guys, because again, like sometimes when you're the veteran band, that's all people need you to be. Like, uh, okay. you get sick of like showing up and headlining every show for a bunch of people just because they need a closing act. Uh huh. Different things are like, or especially people hate when you're like, people invite you on a show and you tell them how maybe they could make it a little better. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> maybe yeah. it does make things easier. Yeah. Or just like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of that, but mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're kind of also addressing it now, but you know, like the next question that I always ask here in this segment is uh, again, from your own experience of writing albums, uh, you know, leading this band for so long, you know, playing in other bands as well. Uh, releasing music, putting out vinyl. Um, is there some advice that, that you've learned along the, the line that you would then uh you know kind of pass along from your own like personal experience of doing it?
1: Well the the biggest thing I've come back to sometimes is because I noticed other musicians would say, How did you get how did you do this? Or how did you get on this label or this compilation release, or how did you get on this station? I was like, I asked them and yeah. like <laughs> and as crazy as it sounds like that's my biggest piece of advice is like if you want something maybe just ask for it like yeah. it sounds crazy but any time in life like is somebody nobody gives you anything if you don't ask for it and mm-hmm. i know that sounds so basic and i think bands say, think that they have to just be subservient but like again it goes to show so the, the girl you had on from gym shorts, like she said the same thing, like some, I know so many people, they sit around just waiting for stuff to happen. And it's like, you kind of got to make some of it happen. And I'm like, yeah. And the first thing you can do is just ask, ask mm-hmm. for things you want or ask to be a part of something, ask people for help. Like straight up. I only got even got to make this record because I asked Dylan and I asked George and they, I asked them if they could do all the things I couldn't do. Mm hmm like right now and it's like and they did them and they had fun and it forms a new like again sometimes it you can can get a lot of places in life just by the worst thing someone says is no Mm -hmm. and then at least you made an effort because I've said like there's a lot of people I know like I don't know how you work with labels or this and It's like you literally have to ask or it's like I've joked around like I've been turned down by more labels than most people I know have ever replied to and they're like Mm -hmm. why is that and I'm like because I asked a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I messaged all of them. Like, again, nothing is really going to happen if you don't just put it out there into the world that you kind of want that. And yeah. it's like, I think if you're reasonable, like, I'm not saying be a jerk or expect, like, I'm not saying expect to get what you want, but ask for what you want. And you'd be shocked at how many people will give you something or point you in the right direction. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: like, it's literally the only way I've done 99% of anything is by asking some like, yo, I don't know what to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I've had to put that vinyl record out. I had no clue what I was doing. I asked a bunch of people to help me. (laughs) It was like, I asked guys who ran record labels and they Mm -hmm. didn't act like I was some nuisance. And mm-hmm. what's crazy too, is I asked some of them if they wanted to put it out. It was like, literally I got this record. Like, do you want to put it out? I'm asking you. And it's like, well, no, but you know, maybe you could talk to this guy. And it's yeah. like, I'll talk to that guy, dude. Thanks. Like, yeah. cause most of them will say something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Oh, exactly. Exactly.
1: But you do got to like, ask the right people, like ask people who like, I always try to engage with, other bands and musicians and record labels whose output i already appreciate mm-hmm. so that yeah, kind of yeah, puts future, you yeah. when they think you're not some random dude hitting them up like yo give me a fucking career give mm-hmm. me a feature it's yeah. more like hey i really respect what you guys are doing is yeah. there any chance we could work together and it might be a maybe or a no but a lot of the times it leads to something different
0: yeah yeah Yeah. I mean, even just from my own personal experience and, you know, like I am very small, you know, compared to a lot of other people in this, you know, media world or whatever, but there's people that reach out and ask for me to do interviews or to, uh, um, you know, put out releases and stuff. Um, And, you know, I listen to everything. I try to respond to everything and I appreciate everyone reaching out. Uh, But yeah, from my experience, like, it does help out a lot. If you actually like engage with me outside of that, you know, like if you like a post every once in a while, like send me a message outside of that ask, or just, you know, like say hi to me at a show. I'm usually out. <laughs> um, or I just respond to something, you know, like that stuff can actually go like a long way. And, uh, you know, and even if I haven't got to people that, uh, that have asked to do an interview, like I, I, like, promise i'm going to do my best you know for people that have have done that and have kind of built up a relationship and you know I, I really do try to do what i can to help people out um but yeah there will be those times of like hey man i want to be on your podcast so i was like okay uh, i i you've never talked to me before that you have you know like yeah exactly yeah exactly you know so it? like yeah like i'm uh again thank you for finding me but uh <laughs> um yeah, it does go a long way again if you just comment on something, or just like other posts, or you know, do all those other things, you know, and um, and and uh, like kind of what comes to mind with what you're talking about of of like playing some of these shows, you know, it might be different for you, but I know for me, like I look at them and like I I want to play shows that with people that I want to play shows with you know like i look at it be like oh i just kind of want to play this because i want to hang out with some people or like i want to build up a relationship with some people like you know i've played some bad shows you know like where there's no one there but i've also played really bad shows where there were people there but the like the other bands just were like not engaging at all like they were just into their own set they were like ready to leave right after um and and and, i mean and again that's fine but i'd like i just i wanted to like hang out I wanted to like maybe come back and play another show or trade shows or like build up the scene like that's the stuff that like I really uh, like was striving for you know so like like I don't know I, I just that that connection I think that that's what I really look for in, in music um, so it's it's to me it's been disappointing or just like not even disappointing but like just kind of upsetting be like oh we went and played the show in Boston none of the other bands like watched us none of the other bands talked to us. Um, like whatever, you know, like we had some people that were there. We sold some stuff. It wasn't like the fans were bad, but it was just like, I kind of wish that the other bands like hung out, you know? Yeah. And, and again, like I've also played with like (laughs) bigger, like, yeah, I've played with some bigger bands and, uh, and some of them have have been like super cool, you know, and, and inspiring. And some of it is just that, you know, like, uh, and, and I can see how some of these people have got to their level just by being, um, aware of how those like quote unquote like little things really matter you know like like listening to someone and 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 uh giving those some attention responding to an email watching their set um it just it, it i can be like oh that's why you're a legend now that's why you've touched so many people uh with your music and and you know inspired them is because you've just been like a good person and not like full of like ego you know so um Or whatever else it is but uh yeah that just kind of came to mind as well of uh you know what i'm looking at those things of like oh yeah i mean this just looks like some cool people i just kind of want to hang out with you know like i hope we get to do shows you know like just because i just want to hang out with you you know so like
1: (laughs) well when you don't meet those people like you kind of reminded me of something else with the question before it like when we we did a gig in texas and there was like it seemed like the bands were all sick and it seemed like it was going to be good. And it was like St. Patty's day and it was brutal music and it was not really where the people wanted to be in this part of the building. Yeah. So we end up with like a very, we'd come a long way to do that type of a show. And there was a, I don't know. We were kind of dejected for a bit. Cause it's like, we got to go on at midnight in Texas and there's not going to be anybody. Yeah. But this industrial band that was playing before us, they were called Torque Order. And we also played a show with one of the bands there was this band Sleeze and their singer was Doyle from The Misfits' Sun. Like it was like that's oh, what wow, I mean. Okay. Is, like, some of this stuff seemed legit. So why was the show? But it was just we were headlining and I we I was outside kind of smoking a button look bummed or whatever. And the singer of the band before us was just chatting and being nice. Like he was just yeah. came up to me and was he just he seemed really excited to play this place. And I was like, why? <laughs> but that's like the, the attitude but like he did kind of say like what kind of music you play? and i went I, like i just remember like i don't know man we're kind of like blues rock like i just i gave some whatever i said to him probably just seemed very self-deprecating uh-huh. but anyway like we went in and did our set and for some reason like people started coming in from the other side of the building and the bands that were like getting ready to leave all came back and all kind of like it went from like you start playing and there's nobody there to, as you're playing, it's like, okay, now we kind of got something. Yeah. And it turned into like a really good night. And it's just that guy, that singer, he came up to me after it. And like, maybe that's the piece of advice I should have thought he said, Hey man, don't ever sell yourself a short as you sold it to me ever again. He's like, I thought you like with the show you guys just played the way you talked about your music before you played, like that wasn't even the same thing. Uh-huh. Like, you should have been like, we're, we're, we're a fucking kick-ass rock and roll band. we <laughs> like, It just was really, but all the bands were like he him and his band members were still there and they were just yeah so blown away by how we like these guys came from Massachusetts and sounded like that. And yeah, I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't even really feel like, like, you know, I just seem like, I don't know that like, it just, it did go to show like, yeah, don't sell yourself short, man. Like yeah. you're not here for no reason, maybe. Mm-hmm. And like, again, if you sell yourself short, then yeah, maybe someone leaves. Cause if someone's yeah. like, Oh, what kind of band? You're? I don't know, man. Like they'd be like, Oh, well, I don't want to stick around to see that band that doesn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Like there, there does need to be, and it, it is like a fine line of having, you know, confidence in what you do and and coming off as like a cocky person you know so it's like it's been hard for me to to like say those things uh so yeah i've had to do it like more based on um facts of like things that i've done you know i guess be like i don't know people people like what i do you know i'm like you again it's like that type of stuff like i don't know i mean i guess i've done this stuff i've opened for these people you know like my favorite drummer said that I'm a good drummer. So I guess I must (laughs) be a good drummer, you know, like, (laughs) um, I
1: think stuff like that, that, you know, too much between, I don't know. I've been described as being either crazy overconfident or like the opposite with having Mm -hmm. almost no middle ground because like people tell me I'm cocky all the time. People tell me I'm like wicked full of myself. And it probably seems that way because my band is like all about me, but I never really (sighs) wanted it to
0: be. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh yeah no, that's exactly. kind of you what I've that.
1: thought like I go through periods where I'm extremely meek and being uh-huh. meek doesn't get you anywhere it just yeah. doesn't and then you switch you turn on the switch and become the exact opposite yeah. and then it becomes like hey man like stop fucking talking like that all the time and it's like well what am I supposed to be like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be in the middle yeah but like that's kind of the thing is like I don't know the only difference between confidence and And arrogance is experience. That's it. Like, but you'll never convince somebody that doesn't, like, it's going to sound how it sounds to anybody because, like, I don't know, this is what people who play with me tell me. So it's Uh like, they probably know me better than some people. Mm -hmm. But it is weird when some people say, you seem like the most self-deprecating musician I know. And I'm like, people tell me I'm like the cockiest musician they know. (laughs) Well, I don't know which one it is. Yeah. I really don't. Because, yeah. because I do say things like, oh, are you excited to go to the studio tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do all these parts in like one take. <laughs> it's like, I'm going I'm to be home early. Yeah. <laughs> and it like, you, you cocky like, yeah. son of
0: a bitch. <laughs> but, that's, but
1: That's what I'm kind of telling myself to make yeah, it yeah, exactly. a reality. Like, yeah, exactly. Because I
0: used oh, to think- say... Yeah. Like the sports mentality where you're going to be like, you know, like you don't want to go out there as an athlete and be like, maybe I'll catch the ball. You're like, no, I'm going to fucking score a ton of touchdowns and I'm going to be the best (laughs) athlete ever. And you're like, you're not, you know, like, have you seen other people? What's that?
1: I fought for a bit and that's like what I was joking. I was like, I couldn't not do the album because I was already in training for it. Like I'd been in training for this album, but you kind of approach it like, the day comes when you're supposed to show up and do the thing and you're not supposed to lose at it.
0: Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Also you kind of had that kind of like competitive (laughs) attitude and, uh, and just looked at it in that way of like, well,
1: I tried to have it because I'm also, I'm almost uncompetitive by nature, which is weird because again, it conflicts with me being kind of, uh, I don't know. It messes with my confidence because I'm also that guy that like, I don't have any, I'm not really jealous and I'm not competitive, but I'm at the point where I'm like, Oh, you want to go do this with this person instead? Like, fine. I'm not going to try to keep you here. Like, Mm -hmm. but I'll just go do another thing. Mm -hmm. And like, that's kind of a different way of, uh, I don't know. That's not necessarily always the right way of dealing with something either. Or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like being out at a club or trying to, trying to talk to somebody and there's other people talking to this person, I'm usually just like, yeah, I'll let them talk to him. I don't really feel like it that much. It's not really worth competing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's hard for me to have. It's again, it's part of why I used to put up with a lot of things. That's part of why my personality veers so much back and like I'm constantly trying to find the middle ground because I'm like being here doesn't work and being here doesn't work. But I usually get here because I was here. Yeah. It's like being meek gets you stepped on and then being the opposite makes you kind of like a macho jerk. And you kind of have to be a little of both sometimes, especially if like I've told people too, like strength in numbers is real. Be in a two man band and then tell me strength in numbers isn't real. When a bunch Mm -hmm. of guys back you into a corner and make you agree with something because there's not enough of you, you maybe you'll know more what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because like that's what happened to me. Like, I've been mugged at shows I played because there wasn't enough of me. Like, you know, what oh, I mean? OK, <laughs> and that's what I mean, is there'll be like there's different things like you want to take a pay cut tonight because you didn't have enough people like, well, do I have enough people to convince you not to give me a pay cut? like
0: what's going to happen yeah
1: yeah or like i don't know just getting i've played a lot of shows where we were the band on the other stage and there was only one band on the other stage and it was us or like hey do you want that so that's another thing is like there was a point where chris was in the band and we got asked to do a show and they want us to play in like the parking lot and the other bands were not going to play in the parking lot and i was like no i want to play on the stage with the other bands And it was like, well, you used to say yes. And it was like, yeah. And that's why I used to play in the fucking parking lot while the show was happening inside. Or like, I don't know. I've done a lot of shows that made very little sense as to why what happened to us didn't apply to the other bands. For a long Uh time, I used to think I had stipulations that other groups. I've done shows in Providence where I was asked to not use drums, but the other bands had drums. Does that ever happen to you? Like, ever? (laughs) my band has fucking drums and i had to do shows without drums because they didn't want me to have them like i can't really explain why like but that that was the whole thing is it was like and i did a quiet show and they kept asking me to not get louder like it kept being like yo people are getting up and dancing you gotta cool it out and it was like what the fuck is going on
0: yeah exactly like these are my
1: songs i can't use drums because like that's what you realize is like okay the band didn't want me to use drums because they were worried people were gonna dance for me and not dance for them what yeah (laughs) but that same show they had me as the as the closing act too they had me as the opening act and the closing act and they almost cut my whole second set because i riled people up too much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's what i mean is like these are things that happen to me at gigs in providence at clubs that we all play at and i'm like i've i could tell a million stories about things people club owners asked me to do and they didn't ask other people to do them that night but they uh-huh. asked me and i used to say fucking yes and now i'm like no like i'm yeah. so like that so that was the thing they tried to cut that that set and i was like yo you told me to get ready for a second set i stayed late it, it's like 1245 and I'm supposed to go on again. Yep. I'm going on again. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. going on again. I literally don't care that you're telling me that I'm, I'm not playing again. I am because I'm here Yeah, and yep. I'm going to go up and do it. And that was yep. the weird thing is like, they were like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, just
1: like, geez, I've never had to tell like, have you ever had a club cut your set just cause even though you're there?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately yeah yeah i've had some weird, weird shit happen like that yeah so oh, it's
1: true it, it um, probably happens a lot like i don't know but, it, I mean, but it, the, your, not your point Lauren though is
0: playing. taken that it that <laughs> it is not cool
1: this uh, yeah, does I, happen. shows get shut down and stuff like yeah. that i don't know stuff like that yeah. i've had the yeah, cops go up I, during my set and shut me down but they just wait and start it up again and it's like how come they only mm-hmm. come when i'm playing <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think all this stuff makes sense. I think we actually covered a lot of advice. Yeah, too much sound so, advice.
1: I like so, the sound advice part, though. That is the thing I like listening when you do it, because, it, again, it's usually somebody I've played a show with or seen a, sh- seen a show of theirs, and hearing yeah. them talk about it is like, that's how you learn.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, again, you know, just like the last question we can kind of maybe, like, quickly address it, just, you know, like, what inspires you, you know, to, to keep doing this stuff? I mean, is it just that... You need to, um, or uh, is there you know certain certain thing or just there's you a know, lot like of things, yeah, and a lot of them aren't
1: necessarily have to do with music. That's what mm-hmm. I tell people is a lot of my biggest inspirations are non musical, mm-hmm. whether it's comp like specifically on my music like comic books, video games, movies, things like that. Find ways to influence the songs, even if yeah they didn't have a, a musical input on it, but not even just that like life itself like it sounds mm-hmm. silly but like i part of why i did this band was because i wanted to be in a band again i wanted to like have friends around me in a social life and it's ta- it's given me that and taken it away a bunch of times but it, it is part of the thing that's been like i don't think i would have been as interesting a person or as met as many interesting people Had I not done what I do. And Mm -hmm, when I take steps back from it, I'm like, man, the way some people live is so fucking boring. It's like Mm -hmm. in Attleboro, they think Providence is a million miles away. Like nobody in Attleboro (laughs) goes to Providence. And there's no music scene in Attleboro, but it just goes to show like it's not even far.
0: But yeah, and and for those that are planet. For those that are (laughs) listening that may not know, Attleboro is probably 10 minutes from providence it, take,
1: it used to take me 22 <laughs> minutes on the highway
0: uh, 20 okay so 20 minutes all right yeah 29 because i'm in norton but that's uh, okay kind of yeah but it's it's you know it's it's pretty close you know it's like a, depending, it's, a lot of it is traffic you know but it's it's probably just a handful of miles it's not very far so uh that those that may not know the uh vicinity of how close attleboro is Again, it's right on the, the rhode island line you know
1: attleboro so. probably inspired me more than a lot of things just for like uh i don't really want to be here Mm -hmm. and this is kind of where i'm at and that is a crazy thing is it's why i got into metal and music so young because you could go one town over and it was like another planet with people that are here for something that nobody you know is into
0: yeah and
1: like why you know what i mean you gotta go out and find that
0: stuff yeah 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 you're right man that's that's cool um and it's really nice to uh, connect with you about this stuff and identify with you. And I appreciate you sharing it. I'm, I'm glad that I got to hear this and, uh, you know, get to share everything you just uh, spoke about with uh, the listeners. So thanks so much, oh, you Nick.
1: Like, cause you had a lot of stuff too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cool.
1: We all have experiences to learn from each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for listening. As you just heard, Nick talked quite a bit about his experience performing live, so I wanted to share a track of Adapter Adapter playing at the Parlor back in February of 2019. The song is Coffin Shaker from their album No Comfort, and I hope you enjoy.
1: Oh, man I can myself yeah just for you your side I'll be right here
0: Up to your